So, uh, good evening, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I'm happy to see so many of you here tonight. Uh, it's a bit early, I think, for evening events in Japan. Um, but uh, I think you all made it. You could escape from work. Not so easy in the Japanese context. Um, yeah, thank you very much. My name is uh, Franz Waldenberg. I'm director of uh, the German Institute for Japanese Studies, DIJ. I just came here, started assumed my position on the 1st of October, and I'm very happy that our first sort of public event uh, uh, here is uh, today's dialogue, um, expert dialogue, and uh, also the topic, first of all, the speakers are very prominent, I will say a little bit about them uh, later on, but the topic as well uh, suits uh, sort of my start here in Japan with the Institute, because the research I'm envisaging here for, for the next few years is about risk and opportunities in Japan, how Japan faces the various uncertainties, uh, but also, of course, the, the, the chances, opportunities uh, in, of that the future bears. And uh, th today's topic about uh, research and innovation, of course, is central to this. It's sort of the active part. It's how we try to shape our future in both countries, in Japan and Germany, through research and, and innovation. Shaping the future uh, is one aspect to it. The other one, of course, is that uh, research and innovation is, uh, well, a fundamental factor to growth and, and welfare, well-being. And also, of course, for advanced technologies like Germany and Japan, it's a major factor for remaining competitive. Um, so this is really a central topic. And I'm very happy that we have two outstanding prominent speakers on this topic. Um, let me start uh, from, uh, in order from distance of travel. <laughs> um, uh, Dietmar Haarhoff, um, he's director of the Max Planck Institute for uh, Competition and Innovation in Munich. Uh, he's a former colleague of mine, actually, from the Faculty of Business of Munich University. And uh, he came here uh, for a conference, OECD conference, when he told me that he will be in the country. I said, oh, I have to grasp this opportunity and make him speak here at our institute. And he, he, he luckily he said yes. <laughs> so I'm very happy uh, to have him here because... He's uh, not only director of Max Planck Institute, that's what he said is his day job. He has a night job, and that is uh, he's heading the expert commission for research and innovation, that an ex independent expert commission financed by the German government, but independent, and they present a report uh, to, the, to the German government. Uh, the expert commission was established in 2006, and the first report was uh, handed over in 2008, and the next one is due early 2015. Yeah, um, all these reports are downloadable from the from the homepage. So uh, he's of course very much involved, not only in research but also in policy advice. And uh, the same is true for uh, Professor Arimoto. Um, he is uh, presently. He has two, also two jobs, like uh, uh, Dietmar Haarhoff, <laughs> Director of Science, Technology, and Innovation Policy Program at the National Graduate Institute of Policy Studies, the GRIPS. And he's also Chairman of the Commission, uh, sorry, he's also um, Director uh, General of the Center for R&D Strategy at the Japan Science Technology Agency. He has been very much involved over many years 
in science technology policy making or policy advice uh, in many capacities. And I think he's an excellent speaker to tell us today about the strengths and weaknesses of uh, the Japanese system. I would like uh, to start with uh, Professor Arimoto, yeah, uh, giving us, sort of presenting us the case of Japan. Um, I agreed with the two speakers that they have uh, 15 to 20 minutes each for their summary, for their statements uh, that need to be then very concise. And then we have, uh, I will moderate a little discussion here um, among the two. <clears throat> they are also able to ask each other questions because uh, I think what the one presents will be new for the other. Uh, think they don't, don't need so much. They don't know so much yet about what the other one is going to say. And then uh, for the last part of this um, of this forum, I would like to open the discussion to the floor as well. And um, if you um, yeah, if you are patient enough till the very end, uh, I suppose we stop here around uh, half past seven. Uh, there is also a little buffet reception then for those uh, who hold out. <laughs> Thank you very much, and I'm looking forward uh, to uh, interesting uh, interviews and stimulate uh, interesting presentations and stimulating discussions afterwards. Thank you, Professor Arimoto. Please. Thank you so much for inviting me. This unique uh, public sphere. Uh, uh, my observation, personal observation, is the uh, in Japan. We don't have enough those kind of the uh, uh, public spheres, freely discussion from the uh, diverse uh, communities. The, uh, so uh, uh, I do hope the uh, France and the EAU Institute uh, continue and expand those kind of the uh, uh, forums. Anyway, the, uh, uh, this evening the, uh, my title is Redesign in Japan's STI, Science and Technology Innovation Policy, and the uh, science system under the change world. So the, uh, I'm having a lot of the uh, slides, so they uh, pick up the, uh, some of my uh, strong message. Anyway, the, uh, these 20 years after the, uh, uh, the end of the Cold War, the, uh, we uh, are facing the uh, very uh, changed uh, age of the uh, great transformation. The, uh, uh, so rule uh, uh, of games, University management, research management, and the politics, international politics, economy, and lifestyle. Even lifestyle are uh, changing rapidly. And we need uh, uh, not only the, uh, in the field of the science policy and the science activities, we need not only the uh, te technological development and the innovation, but also the uh, social innovation. Social innovation means the uh, uh, social infrastructure, not only the physical. Uh, infrastructure, but also the uh, legal and the ethical and the uh, uh, social uh, uh, reforms. Anyway, so the, uh, under such situation, we need a redesign in science and science systems. Of course, the, uh, in parallel, the, uh, we need uh, scientific integrity and the reproducibility of data. So how to do? So the, uh, normally, the, uh, my observation is the uh, 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 university and the university peoples in Japan uh, uh, under uh, this kind of the uh, rapid change in the uh, environment. The uh, uh, first point is the, uh, my straightforward speaking. The, uh, they uh, cannot recognize 
those kind of the rapidly changing the situations. They are con- straightforward speaking. They, are, they have been the uh, uh, confined within their silo, based upon the uh, traditional discipline. But uh, we need uh, breaking out, uh, breaking down uh, such uh, uh, silos to uh, uh, to reform the uh, science systems and money systems, research money systems to get uh, new uh, innovation values and uh, change value. So, anyway, the uh, in the new century, 21st century, the uh, science and technology and innovation. For what? So the, uh, we have a lot of the expectation. The, uh, of course, the producing knowledge is the basic. But the uh, uh, traditional profit, com- competitiveness, growth, national level, and the private company levels. Also, the uh, uh, innovation and science policy, the uh, horizon is exp- expanding for the, uh, of course, employment within Japan and with, within the, uh, Germany and also the diverse, the uh, well-being, quality of life, safety and security, and sustainability resilience, particularly after the uh, March 11th, uh, 2011 Fukushima accident. So the, uh, these uh, 20 years, the uh, Japan is uh, 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 conducting the uh, science policy and science policy uh, implementation the, under the uh, legal framework, science and technology basic law. This is enacted unanimously in the, uh, in the Congress 1995, so the uh, next year, the 20 years. But uh, we need to uh, uh, evaluate the accomplishment and pros and, and the strengths and the uh, weakness those uh, uh, activities under the, uh, these laws. So the, uh, I after the, uh, uh, my presentation, the uh, discussion, the, uh, I invite the uh, professional, the uh, uh, Aizawa sensei. <laughs> Dr. Aizawa, the, uh, you may know, the, he's the former uh, uh, executive uh, member of the uh, CSTP. CSTP means the uh, Council of Science and Technology Policy, uh, uh, which is the uh, supreme advisory board to the prime minister. He had a lot of the uh, discussion about the, uh, this matter the, uh, with the uh, Prime Minister. Anyway, so the uh, uh, this is the uh, current uh, basic plan, five-year basic plan. The uh, uh, Aizawa Sensei the, uh, uh, led this uh, policy. The uh, this is the important message. Is the uh, uh, what? What? Uh, uh, first point is the uh, we need change and. Uh, transform the uh, science and technology, t- traditional science and technology policy to the science and technology and innovation policy. S- so the, uh, uh, in that case, uh, we need uh, change, transform the, uh, our science systems, more uh, collaboration, the uh, bridging the science and society. This is a very important message. The, uh, uh, go- the, the Japanese government uh, almost uh, uh, three years ago, the uh, uh, big message, the uh, bridging science and societies, and the uh, public engagement, public, uh, public participation, and addressing the LC, etc., etc. Uh, so, uh, but my observation is the, uh, this is very important message, the strong policy making. But uh, uh, still, the uh, 
policy levels uh, cannot uh, reach the implementation levels and people in the universities as well as the national institute. So I, uh, I need more discussion later. So, uh, okay, this one. This is very important, the uh, uh, multi-layered structure, the uh, policy level. My observation, straightforward speaking, the uh, policy level science making the uh, capacity is now the uh, growing stronger, stronger. But the, uh, uh, how to uh, communicate this layers, ministerial level and funding agency level and the implementation the universities and the each scientist and the academic communities, we are lacking still the communication and the getting the resonance uh, among the, uh, those multi-stakeholders within the, even the, within the science community. So the, uh, another one is that you may be familiar with the uh, innovation ecosystems, upstream is the universities and policy making, and the downstream is the uh, final market and the uh, uh, societies, how to bridge interaction field. We have a lot of the uh, factors here, at particularly the uh, uh, university here and the industry here, the, how to bridge. And the, uh, every country is the, uh, uh, considering the uh, new uh, innovation systems, the bridging uh, mechanism, the, uh, uh, for instance, the, uh, okay, go ahead. Okay, this one. This is a very uh, uh, rough picture of the uh, public funding systems for Japan's uh, STI systems uh, for realizing the uh, policies. You may understand the uh, JSPS supporting the uh, blue sky curiosity driven stage. And next stage is the, uh, uh, I have the position here, half is the mission oriented basic research to get more uh, uh, values with high probability and the speed, uh, finally the uh, market here. And the needle is the next stage is the, uh, they supporting the uh, exit oriented R&D. So the, uh, during the Isaac Sunset period, the, uh, he established the uh, WPI in the first uh, new uh, big uh, national level uh, interministerial the, uh, uh, programs. And the, uh, this program is successfully done. And the next stage is the uh, next phase. Now the uh, current uh, government is the, uh, uh, considering new funding systems, SIP and the SIP and the uh, impact uh, based upon the, uh, their experiences here. Anyways, the, uh, as I mentioned, the every country is the, uh, uh, originally, the, uh, my observation is the, uh, uh, this kind of the, uh, uh, taking the uh, uh, linear model funding systems. But as I mentioned, the, uh, uh, not only the, uh, such kind of the uh, traditional linear model funding systems, but also we need uh, more demand-oriented uh, funding systems and research systems. This river size is important. So the, uh, uh, my personal uh, observation is the, uh, uh, not only the actual research activity, but also the, uh, we are facing the international competitions and collaboration, the uh, funding systems and policy making systems. Uh, it's very happy for us, the uh, Japanese, the uh, uh, chemists and physicists got the Nobel laureate this year, the Akasaki Sensei and Namano-san and Nakamura, Shuji Nakamura, 
the field of the blue-red manufacturing technologies. And you may understand this activities started probably the 1980s, almost 40 years ago, supported by the small funding programs here. And the JSPS, they have a very diverse the various funding systems, the small, middle class, and the large. So they are gradually the uh, their uh, activities supporting gradually. And the, uh, around here, the, uh, around uh, 15 years ago, the uh, next stage, JSPS, uh, after the uh, uh, supporting the uh, JSP, the uh, JST uh, uh, started uh, supporting the, uh, them. So they finally the, uh, they got the uh, accomplishment, the uh, uh, good uh, uh, Market uh, around these phases, the uh, uh, some uh, uh, private companies, chemical companies, the uh, participate. Uh, their uh, uh, technology transfer, the uh, the uh, Akasaki Sensei the uh, studies. But the, uh, <coughs> every the short-sighted the uh, Congress people, sometimes some cases the uh, uh, administrators. Is the uh, it's okay? Okay, we need support application stage. We got the uh, uh, innovation barriers, but the, uh, uh, of course the uh, uh, we need uh, how to say the uh, big reservoir here, very diverse uh, research researches to be the potential seeds to the uh, former, uh, future uh, innovation, big innovations. So the, uh, my personal view, straightforward speaking, the, uh, under the uh, uh, current uh, uh, policies, the uh, uh, innovation policy in general, these kind of the uh, big pictures supporting the uh, uh, diverse areas, the uh, shifting to the uh, monies and resources gradually shifting to the applications. So the, uh, in the future, now it's very happy for us to get in the uh, uh, Nobel laureate uh, after the uh, 2001. We had uh, uh, more than the 10 Nobel laureates in Japan. It's very happy, short-sighted the, uh, for the uh, general public and the uh, uh, politicians. But the, uh, that those uh, uh, accomplishment of Nobel Prize originated 20 or 30 years ago, uh, generated from the reserves. But you may understand. But the, uh, every time the uh, my uh, I'm the uh, uh, I've been involved in yes, as you mentioned the uh, many years the uh, government officials. So the, I had a lot of the chance to talk with the uh, uh, Congress people. And there's some the industrial people. The, uh, we, I'm dis very disappointed that this uh, uh, we have a lot of the gap. Okay, so uh, so this is the theoretical and the big uh, just uh, <coughs> snapshot. The uh, uh, I got the uh, uh, Yasunaga-san from the uh, Metis. The uh, this is but the very uh, <coughs> fruitful for you. The uh, uh, how to bridge the uh, 
university and business. Uh, this shows the uh, three models. One is the, uh, uh, just uh, looking at traditional the university and the business is the bridging the uh, National uh, Institute, RECAN, IST, and the research funding organization. But another one is the uh, uh, American style is the uh, startup. And the, uh, and the uh, uh, third one is the uh, uh, we are considering uh, new models, the uh, joint industry, university, research and development, and the uh, uh, merged. Probably the uh, Fraunhofer models is the, uh, uh, have been uh, 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 considering the, uh, considered the, uh, by the uh, uh, Ministry of the uh, Trade and the Economy. Uh, but the, uh, my personal opinion is the, uh, it's okay. Uh, we imported the, uh, such uh, uh, funding systems. But uh, we reformed, remodeled uh, to adjust the uh, Japanese uh, environment. Environment means the, uh, uh, we are still the, uh, lacking the uh, mobility of researchers. And the, uh, uh, this is very uh, <coughs> my uh, uh, opinion. The, uh, okay. So uh, another headache is the uh, now, under the leadership of the uh, Abe, Abe, Abe administration, uh, the uh, two and a half years away, Japanese National University, you have the uh, uh, 86 uh, universities across Japan, Tokyo University and the SSA Tesla, the uh, Japanese government now the, uh, <coughs> considering the, uh, uh, cautiously, of course, the uh, uh, three layers. One layer is the uh, international top research universities, probably the uh, uh, within uh, uh, seven or ten universities here, and the uh, n next layer is the second layer is the uh, uh, so-called the uh, hub university for regional innovation. The, so, so the uh, uh, some information is the uh, 12 or the 15 or 20 universities. Other universities, the uh, just local. So the, uh, this is okay, the uh, conceptual, but how to uh, uh, realize the uh, more innovative the uh, activities, the, uh, I stress again the uh, mobilities. For instance, at Tokyo University, uh, promising the uh, young uh, uh, professors move to the uh, here or the here, and the uh, uh, we we need supporting those kind of the uh, promising the uh, young student student and researchers. Uh, Come up, come up again the, here and also. So, another one is the, uh, this is the last message is the, uh, okay, just mentioned. Uh, as I mentioned previously, the Fukushima accident. Uh, we lost the uh, confidence and the trust the, uh, among the general public, not only the general public, but also the uh, politicians. Oh, Japanese science communities. Uh, it's a terrible situation. Uh, during the uh, Fukushima accident, so the uh, how to rebuild the uh, uh, trust in science for policy making. Uh, uh, still, the uh, uh, we are facing the uh, uh, we cannot uh, rebuild uh, public trust because the uh, before the uh, March 11th, uh, 2000, 
uh, 11, the, uh, uh, according to the uh, uh, public poll, the, uh, we got the 80% uh, public trust the uh, science and science, uh, science community. But after the uh, Fukushima accident, uh, we lost the uh, half. So they now they are 40% or the 45% uh, only the uh, trust the. Uh, <coughs> uh, so the uh, one challenging the uh, uh, just uh, 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 early this month the uh, uh, under the lead leadership of the JST Japan Science and Technology Agency the uh, we hold the big science uh, uh, science event. But uh, this time, the uh, science event, the how to bridge the uh, science and uh, community, uh, science and the general public, people, and the uh, society, and the uh, politicians. Uh, 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 this uh, session is the, I moderate the, uh, we invited uh, many uh, distinguished science advisors from the uh, abroad, US and the uh, UK, etc., etc., et et a uh, lot of the uh, discussions. So this is a final chart is the, uh, my observation there. Now the uh, deeply involved under the uh, OECD program, the, uh, I have been the uh, uh, co-chair uh, person of the uh, OECD uh, science advisory systems studies. Uh, now the, uh, uh, this program the, uh, lasts in the one and a half years. The uh, next year, January, uh, we finalize the, uh, some recommendation to the OECD of course, the uh, science advisory system is uh, reflecting the, uh, uh, each country's the, uh, culture and the political systems, decision mechanism. But uh, we, we need uh, uh, golden rule and the fundamental principles. Science advisors uh, have the independence, transparency. And the, uh, but the uh, uh, political side is the, uh, they uh, cannot give the uh, pressure to the uh, science advice, advisors. Anyway, so the, uh, uh, this is uh, just a glance of the uh, <coughs> uh, science policy uh, communities in the world. Uh, OECD and UNESCO and the United Nations now the uh, uh, growing interest in the science policy making. And the, uh, this is a traditional academic communities, ICSU, and the uh, inter-academic councils, and the, and the uh, Institute for Policy Research. Uh, we have the uh, NISTEP and the CRDS and the GRIPS, et cetera, et cetera. The Hitotsubashi, of course, the, uh, and the uh, Global Research Council is the, uh, just uh, two years ago, the, uh, uh, started the, uh, under the leadership of U.S. Uh, uh, National Science Foundation, former director of the uh, Thresh, uh, even the uh, research funding agency leveled. Uh, uh, we need uh, more collaboration there to get the uh, standardization of the funding systems. Standardization means uh, to get the uh, scientific integrity, keep the in scientific integrity and the uh, reproducibility of data, those kind of the fundamental principle and the mechanism we need across the world. So the uh, uh, chief science advisor to the prime ministers. So uh, from the uh, panoramatic the, uh, viewpoint, the, uh, we need uh, collaboration, the uh, system of systems, uh, inter, uh, interactions, 
and the networks. So the, uh, I stress again, the, uh, uh, probably the uh, Germany, uh, his uh, uh, institute is positioned here, but uh, his uh, mission now, the uh, uh, reporting to the uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Ms. Mar Markel, Mark, no, no, Merkel, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so the, uh, I was very surprised the, uh, I described the, uh, I pictured the, this uh, 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 chart is the, uh, oh, uh, separately, uh, but the, uh, uh, under the same agenda, uh, we have a lot of the activities. We need the collaboration, the networks is important. So the, uh, uh, this is my end presentation. Thank you very much, Professor Arimoto, uh, for your also critical observations. I think a lot of uh, uh, food for thought and a good basis for, for the discussion. I will hand over now directly to uh, Dietmar Hahoff, who will present the German situation. Well, thank you very much for having me tonight and uh, for the honor of speaking here. Uh, thank you to my esteemed colleague for providing the ground for an interesting comparison of the uh, German and uh, Chinese science and innovation systems. I will be a little bit more on the innovation side, and that has to do with the fact that the uh, charter of the Commission of Experts for uh, Research and Innovation covers both the science system and the industrial innovation system. And of course, in uh, Professor Arimoto's presentation, that was already key, bringing the fruits of science to some applications so that they can ultimately generate some welfare or some positive effect for the citizens in our country. Because uh, science per se might be conceived as la pour l'art unless it has some effect. And uh, as I will argue also in the discussion then, measuring the effects of science and of innovation is very, very difficult. We have a hard time as scientists, as economists, or as sociologists to say that an investment in science has a rate of return of 7.3% or something like that. I'm making up the number uh, as I go. Uh, and we need to have a more quantitative framework that allows us to make statements right there because our citizens and our policymakers get a little bit more nervous about the billions of euros, yen, and other currencies that we are uh, spending, and so are the citizens. So that will be um, a theme, and it is a big topic for the um, expert commission. But before we get into these things, um, I think uh, what I should do is give you an idea of what has happened over the past maybe eight years or so in Germany, uh, because there have been uh, considerable movements in the science and innovation sector. Uh, and I would be glad if you can take home from today's presentation some of uh, these, um, these uh, changes and uh, developments. Um, so uh, I'll talk a little bit about overall challenges and strategy, and then uh, I have uh, essentially uh, five points that I would like to focus on. One is public research, okay, and how to be excellent in public research. Of course, every nation tries to do that, and we measure that in Nobel laureates and in other uh, uh, impact measurements, uh, impact points, and, and other things. The other point that came about already is technology and knowledge transfer. How do we get the fruits of science, as I called it, into some kind of application, be it a business application or be it a societal application? Because 
societal or social innovation is becoming more important, and my impression is it's more than just jargon. It's more than just a nice term. It really means something, but it's very, very hard to do. We understand industrial innovation reasonably well. We understand service innovation by now reasonably well. But social innovation is a conundrum. That's still very, very difficult. Now, business innovation is still very, very important. And uh, I'll talk a little bit about that. And then there's this component where both of our countries have huge problems, innovative entrepreneurship. Okay, uh, And I'll show you that in a graph that venture capital startup rates uh, enthusiasm for entrepreneurship is by standards like Silicon Valley or Israel relatively low in Germany and in Japan and that may put us at a comparative disadvantage in some fields that are becoming very very important like new digital business models that come increasingly not from the large corporations not from the public research institutions but from small very nimble very agile startups that are active in this field. And then I'll say a little bit about governance. That is probably the field where we had the biggest changes in Germany with an excellence initiative that instilled real competition among universities. German universities for decades were not used to competition. After the 68 revolt of students, uh, we essentially cut down on competition. We said, let all universities be equal. Uh, we don't care anymore where you got to your diploma. That isn't quite true. I'm exaggerating a little bit uh, for the purpose of the argument. But we got a little bit back into the field of competition with the Excellence Initiative, and I think it is paying off. It is improving the standing of German universities, and I'll show you a little bit about that. And then there are quite a number of conclusions that my commission has been writing up, sometimes not to the pleasure of the German government, because it is an independent uh, institution, so we are free in picking our own topics. We have an annual budget. We can commission studies. And, of course, there is the big question as to why a government would at all create an independent body that can be critical of that very government that installed it. Um, and it seems to be a very German specialty. We have one French colleague on our, uh, on our uh, body, and he's always shaking his head and saying the French government would never have done that. Um, but he likes his work very much, and he likes criticizing the German government. So uh, maybe there is something to, be, something to be said for having international participation in, um, in, these, uh, in these bodies. Um, let me summarize uh, what happened over the past 10 years. And I have some uh, snippets from The Economist, like uh, uh, you, Professor Armoto, did. Uh, in 1999, it was the sick men of the Europe, uh, inflexible labor markets, low productivity growth, many, many other things that did not look very, very good. And, of course, the economists, uh, as, as Germans, we have a hard time to get a good line in the economists. So uh, the next one, which is already a little bit more positive in 2013, isn't all that good either. Uh, the economic fate has turned. Uh, something has happened. And, of course, a lot of that was labor market reform in the early 2000s, uh, initiated by a social democratic green government, not by a conservative government, who said we have to have more flexible labor markets. And that is, some of my colleagues say, something that is being uh, squandered away in these days with pension reforms and other things that go in the other direction. I leave that to the discussion. I'm not making that my own point. But... 
The point here is that uh, Germany, at least within Europe, based on the economic strength, suddenly found itself in a kind of leadership position that was uh, somewhat unusual and felt uh, policymakers felt uneasy about that. Now, if I may summarize the developments in the research and innovation world, let me do it with three numbers. The first number contains uh, or con um, co concerns the research and innovation, uh, the research and development intensity measured as uh, total research and territorial research and development expenses on German territory divided by GDP. And what you can see here is that there was a very positive development. This is the so-called 3% target that Europe set itself. By the way, I think that that was a very silly target because it was set for all countries, and it was highly unrealistic that every each European country would at all reach that. would have been far more sensible to say, let's have 0.5 percentage points more for each country than all of them reaching 3%, because some of them were already above 3%, especially the Scandinavian countries, uh, Finland and, and, and Sweden, long before that policy goal was ever installed. However, it helped Germany. And what you see here is a remarkable development from about 2.4 or 2.5 percent to 3 percent in 2012. And this development is not sort of a, a statistic that a government can bring about by a lot of subsidies. This is for two-thirds carried by German industry. As in Japan, the share of industrial R&D and overall R&D is very high. So it, it portrays a real effect and uh, how this is composed and what it does is, I think, a very complex phenomenon. And we have some understanding of it now, and maybe we can come back to that in the, uh, in the discussion. But let me just tell you, if anybody had predicted this development in 2006, people would have laughed at that person in Germany. So this was quite an achievement. And it's partly due to the initiatives that the federal government started a lot more to in the, in the um, um, uh, uh, election period 2009 through 2013, an additional 12 billion euros went into uh, went into public R&D alone, and that was quite uh, quite an initiative. Right now, we have another 9 billion is going in. So the the whole issue of research and innovation has received more attention. And if you ask me personally, it might be very helpful to have a head of state who is a physicist and who can talk the language and understand what innovation is. So I'm not saying that you should always elect physicists into that position. That might not be feasible, but the coincidence has been helpful. However, there are other things where we haven't been that, uh, that, uh, that good, and this is uh, uh, venture capital as a percentage of GDP, and you see Germany trailing somewhere far behind. And mind you, this is not just a story of um, Anglo-Saxon countries who are highly successful because we also have Sweden, uh, Korea, Finland, uh, and Switzerland, okay, doing much better at that than Germany. And there have been initiatives now for the past 12 years uh, to improve the boundary conditions, especially in the tax code, uh, to get away from a tax code that mostly favors large corporations and to get to a tax code, equity-friendly tax code, that is more conducive 
to the needs of smaller firms, family enterprises, and so forth. And by the way, if you want to compare to Japan, Japan is uh, is roughly in the same league, doing a little bit better. But of course, we may get back to that in the discussion. Both of our countries are struggling with the topic entrepreneurship. Okay. And then uh, there's, there's still something that is very interesting and, again, very similar. Okay? This is the share of business sector's R&D expenditure that is financed by the public sector. You see in Japan quite a bit comes from tax credits. Uh, Germany did not introduce R&D tax credits uh, but does this via subsidy systems. We're roughly at the same, uh, in the same range, but other countries are spending a lot or are supporting business innovation within the business firm financially more strongly than other countries. This is a topic right now in the German policy debate. And it has been strengthened as a topic or brought to the fore again by the observation that the innovation expenditures in small and medium-sized firms are going down right now in Germany. So that is reason for concern. So let me tell you a little bit about the changes in the German system. And I'll go through that very quickly. I will not read all of that text. And I'll, I'll just don't, I won't do background and status quo. I will say a little bit about the policy measures that we have because there has been a fairly impressive, I mean, I'm supposed to be critical. I'm in an expert commission, so I'm so to snap my nose at uh, what has been done, but I, I cannot avoid saying that some of the things that have been done have been very successful and very good. This is the part of the message that the government likes and the critical one, of course, they don't like very much, uh, but both are part of our reports. So in 2005, there was a reversal of policies with respect to universities. We started what was called the Excellence Initiative, the Excellence Initiative, which really ran into the definition of elite universities, 11 universities that were then sort of the top universities in, in Germany. And by the way, these universities have improved their rankings by now in the Shanghai and Times rankings and other rankings, so they have been quite successful. Their visibility for international students, for scientists has gone up. So without making this uh, a claim for of evaluation, I would say that there have been a number of very, very positive um, positive uh, effects. Then there have been also, you, you, you know that, or as many of you know, that Germany has a relatively strong non-university research sector with four uh, associations. One is Max Planck, where I'm working. One is Fraunhofer, which has a more applied uh, charter. One is Helmholtz, which in, is mostly active in the sort of large infrastructure, physics, and uh, other research areas. And one is uh, Leibniz, uh, which has uh, a, a, another set of uh, research institutes. And they, over the same time period, had an annual increase of 5% in their base budgets. Okay? That is unheard of in German science history to have that much support. Okay? These measures are running out as we speak. And right now, German policymakers are scrambling to design the continuation of this. Okay? It's not all that clear how this will work. However, very important, we will have a change in our constitution. In 2006, the former German government decided to give all authority for universities to the lender, to the states, only to discover that some of our states are so impoverished that they don't want to spend money on universities. I'm simplifying the argument a little bit. It's far more complex than that, but I think it really boils down to the financial capability of the states to finance high-level, ambitious science. And we found out they can't do that. Okay? So now we finally have the outlook that in December there will be a change. 
in, con in our Constitution that will again give the federal level, the federal government, the authority, the possibility to put money into the universities. And I think that will be very, very important. It's much awaited by the university uh, sector, but by everybody else um, and also. So technology and transfer, um, and knowledge transfer, excuse me. There are some areas where this is working extremely well. Fraunhofer is an example. Fraunhofer was created in order to facilitate that transfer. Even without Fraunhofer, chemical industry has wonderful, excellent relationships to the chemical uh, faculties of universities. And that is partly history-based. Uh, it goes back to the history of chemistry in Germany in the 19th and 20th century. But we also have areas where we have somewhat acrimonious relationships between the universities and uh, uh, companies. And there have been several initiatives to, to work on that, and there have been failures as well. There was a, a one which was called Forschungsprämie, Research Premium, which would have gone to the universities if they shared their lab equipment with small and medium-sized enterprises. Small and medium-sized enterprises simply didn't show up at the universities. They didn't want the money much to the surprise of the government. So that was canceled. And I applaud the government for doing that. They experimented with the measure, and they saw it didn't work, and they canceled it. And I think this is how it should be, rather than running policy measures till eternity, knowing that they don't work. Uh, this one is, a, is something that is very promising. It's called Research Campus. And it, it's, it's pretty much the third variant of technology transfer that my colleague highlighted, which is strategic. 5, 10, 15 years of joint research on campus by employees, R&D employees of the government and of universities and of private firms. Okay? By the way, Germany is not the only country doing that. If you want to see a wonderful example of that, go to the campus of EPFL Lausanne. Okay? Uh, uh, Patrick Ebischer, the president there, is pushing that very hard and very successfully. But I think it's the way to go in order to create a smoother path for research to enter application. And another one is validation research, which finally became uh, sort of ingrained in what the German Research Council, DFG, is supporting. You can now, as a researcher, once you have concluded your research, you can get money from DFG for validation research to build a prototype, which then might be the basis for a startup, which might be investment-ready for uh, uh, investors to um, sort of pick it up. So again, uh, some interesting changes. Uh, business innovation. We had a shift to mission-oriented R&D policies. Uh, and that's, again, a very deep debate, and I can't get, uh, get into that, in the so-called high-tech strategy. And actually, Germany looked to Japan to learn about planning processes for, for science and research and technology because this was a process that we weren't used to. Okay? So a lot of thought went into the planning. We set up high-level policy, um, uh, uh, policy bodies like the uh, Forschungsunion, which then were, were representatives of academia, of the government, of private industry came together and coordinated something. And, of course, that something was different across sectors. It was, for example, the National Platform Electromobility. I mean, Germany was caught napping 
uh, sleeping a little bit too long with respect to electric cars. So we had to do a little bit of catch-up. That is running relatively smoothly uh, with some interesting initiatives now, but we still have more work to do. But this body, the national platform, which is, has now become an example for other platforms, has been working relatively well after an initial period of one or two years of friction. So... Um, we have been advising as an expert commission to go the path to R&D uh, tax credits. The government has not followed our advice. We're repeating that advice every year uh, because we think it is a good mechanism. It foot nicely into the, uh, the, the German support landscape. Last but not least, you see Industry 4.0. So this is where we, are, as Germans, are trying to leapfrog everybody else by going into 4.0 rather than 2.0 or 3.0. That is the idea that uh, in the Internet of Things, the mechanical world, which is very much the foundation of a lot of innovation in Germany, mechanical engineering, cars, and so forth, industrial supplies, um, that that will be tightly linked to the Internet, and that now we suddenly see the digital powers, the Googles of this world, do battle with the industrial suppliers fighting for the customer interface and doing other things. And this will be very, very interesting. It will be very challenging for an industrial base, as in Germany, that is mostly in the industrial camp and less consumer-oriented. So again, this is maybe food for our, um, our discussion. Policy measures on entrepreneurship, not quite as successful. We did quite a bit to change the culture at universities, and if you're interested in that, uh, I would refer you to the EXIST policy measure that has been going on for 15 years. And we see the fruits of labor now. There's more startup activity at universities in Germany. If you go to Berlin, you will see that entrepreneurs from Israel, from Great Britain, from other European countries are flocking to Berlin by now, together with investors. So that's quite a success story. It's confined right now a little bit to social media. It doesn't cover the full range of startup activity, but it's still very promising. Let me skip over that because otherwise I'll run into the time barrier. Uh, governance. Okay, how, how do you run this sector? How much planning do you put in? How much thought do you put in setting up bodies where people meet? The German fear on that is always that you have these bodies and they meet and they talk and they talk and they sip coffee and they talk again, but nothing comes off it. Okay, So we were a little bit skeptical on the very complex scanning, uh, uh, um, planning processes with lots of bodies and agendas and so forth. But nonetheless, this high-tech strategy 2020 that was set up uh, some six, seven years ago and that is being perpetuated now, by the way, by a government that has different colors, that is conservative and uh, social democrat, okay? But they are continuing the agenda under somewhat different auspices. I think that that has been a success because there has been coffee sipping, but there has also been action. So what these bodies pondered about has been turned into action, pilot projects, and so forth that I think have been very, very important forward-looking projects, as I list them here, like secure identities, CO2-neutral production, energy-efficient, and climate-adapted cities, and so forth, topics that other countries pursue as well. Don't get me wrong. I mean, this is, these topics, the global challenges, are, I think, on the research and innovation agendas of about every industrialized and every threshold country. Um, but I think we got some mileage out of setting up these, um, these new bodies for coordination, the Forschungsunion, and uh, we also balanced them. It was no longer just the large enterprises that are part of this. 
It's a mix. It's a heterogeneous mix of um, NGOs, uh, large corporations, startups, a few venture capitalists who come in, and so forth. And it becomes a very, very lively discussion and a very difficult discussion as well, but I think it has been very helpful. Finally, uh, what have we been telling the government over the past, uh, say, eight years? Uh, our first report came out in 2008. Uh, the next one will be in 2015. Let me quickly run through those policy measures. And many of these have been uh, implemented, and of course not all of them have been implemented because we said so. I, would be, I should be very humble on this one here. Uh, but there is quite a bit of consensus in this area that innovation and research and science are very important and that we need to do something to bring it to the fore in Germany. Okay? So uh, there have been quite a number of successful government actions like uh, the mission-oriented policies, the coordination, the improvement of public funding, quality competi competition. Finally, we have real competition. We have new initiatives for the partnerships and we have strategic programs in a number of industrial areas. Now, when I say strategic, okay, mind you that uh, in Germany the word strategic policy is sort of, uh, it, it, it induces fear among the policymakers because uh, they see us immediately on a French kind of uh, policy track and there are huge debates about that. Uh, I think strategy is needed, uh, but the word itself is loaded when you use it in German. Uh, but there are areas where there has been little success, uh, R&D tax credits, entrepreneurship. We have continuing weaknesses in the information and communication technology and in life sciences. There's some work going on. Uh, we're struggling with our, our educational system. It is good, but in PISA rankings and so forth, we're sort of in the middle. We have been improving. That's good, but we need to do more work. We have these problems with federalism, and we're just fixing, hopefully, in December one of these problems. And there's still a problem of linking everything up to the European, to the European level. Germany has roughly 80 million uh, inhabitants. It's small by any comparison. Europe has a total of 300 million. If, you could, if we could standardize our norms uh, and approaches to innovation, that would be a much in more interesting market for foreign direct investment, many other things. Okay, uh, I'm out of time. Uh, we asked the government to set a new target of 3.5% R&D relative to GDP for 2020. Uh, we think that federalism still needs quite a bit of reshaping and remodeling uh, here. We think that the financing of the non-university research institutes, which is a sort of very heterogeneous mess right now, should be made more homogeneous for a number of reasons. And we think that universities should be free to set their own research course irrespective of what the government thinks. Now, that's almost revolutionary in Germany. So, uh, and, and we have a hard time with our revolutions. Um, so uh, we need to continue these excellence uh, frameworks for the universities. And we think that R&D tax credits are needed. And then you see a whole list of other things that would be nice, venture capital, uh, intellectual property, that's a very detailed and complex one again, um, and uh, coordination among certain policy topics like energy. Okay? The lesson we took out of Fukushima was a very radical one, and it complicated our life greatly on the energy front with high energy prices now, which become a threat to industry, uh, which is drawn to the United States where you can get cheap uh, shale gas or other... Uh, that's, uh, other uh, sources of energy. 
Again, here is something that I think uh, our countries share, uh, better exploit or utilize the potential of women in science. And finally, our problem, uh, European coordination. I'm sorry I took a little bit more time than planned, uh, but I thank you for your attention. I'm very much looking forward to the discussion. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, I have to apologize for restricting the time of both speakers to 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, I think uh, the topic is broad, and what you have to say is even broad more <laughs> uh, than uh, the, you can pack into 15, 20 minutes. I think, uh, thank you very much, well, for this overview and with lots of uh, input uh, for the discussion. I would now uh, suggest that we uh, switch off the, uh, the projector and... Um, the two speakers come to the front, and we sit here. I just noticed for today's event that we, we should have uh, a little stage up here, yeah, so uh, people to, to see better what's going on in front. But uh, I hope you can, still, uh, you can still follow us, at least uh, hear us. And, yeah, maybe um, my, my, my first, uh, first idea would be, um, yeah, take some refreshment. And, uh, but also, also um, if you, yeah, your impression, having heard sort of the other, the other parties, where do you, where do you see, what do you see are, are commonalities? Uh, or what do you see where commonalities, differences, or what do you think you would like to import yeah, from, from the other side? Yeah? Maybe uh, Arimoto, Professor Arimoto. Please use, please use the mic for the recording. Inside for. Anyway, the uh, very specific the uh, issues, the uh, subject, but the uh, I'm very interested in is uh, you are facing the uh, uh, problem the uh, uh, with the uh, federalism, but uh, in Japan centralism. <laughs> <laughs> How to uh, transform the uh, central government power to the uh, federal? regional government. This is important. Not only the uh, general, the administrative governmental uh, management, but also the uh, science communities. Uh, and another one is the uh, continuity of the, uh, your excellent programs, university supporting systems. This is the, uh, uh, our observation is the excellent, excellent programs, excellent doing well. But the uh, continuation is a very serious problem. We are facing the similar uh, problems because the, uh, since the uh, uh, 2001, uh, CSTP, Council of Science Secondary Policy, uh, which is, the, as, as I mentioned, the Supreme Advisor to the uh, Prime Minister uh, 14 years ago, the, at that time the, uh, they decided to increase the uh, uh, competitive uh, fund. Yes, uh, rapidly increasing these years. But the uh, fundamental support money to the university gradually decreasing. Because, and and the, my, my uh, issue uh, items is to be discussed is the uh, <coughs> uh, competitive research funding. Normally, the, uh, uh, only lasting the uh, five years or seven years at least at most. So the uh, m uh, many uh, countries, the uh, Ministry of Education Science, the uh, Ministry of the Economy, they, they, they started 
many diverse the funding systems, competitive funding systems, but they are lasting only five years or the last. How to continue? Because the uh, research uh, uh, on spot the uh, uh, organizations, universities, they hired a lot of the young researchers. So the uh, when the uh, uh, funding uh, this funding system the uh, uh, end, how to keep their promising the uh, research young researchers? They have to the uh, uh, get the another next uh, funding system. So the uh, many excellent uh, researchers uh, pay attention, uh, pay the uh, their t research time to those kind of the management. It's a terrible situation. The, uh, every the, uh, uh, distinguished uh, uh, scientist and the engineers, the uh, universities, the uh, complained this situation. They uh, they have been losing their uh, research times for the uh, management. So the uh, so the uh, Japan, in total the uh, Japan is the uh, we are facing the uh, serious uh, uh, crisis. The uh, how to keep the uh, dual support systems. Your support means the uh, fundamental uh, basic uh, support to the uh, university, institutional support to the university and competitive fund in, in mixture. mixture. Yeah. So the, we the, uh, 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 rebalance uh, that uh, uh, systems. Okay. Thank you. That's all. Uh, Thank you very much, and uh, of course I would like to uh, very much return the, the compliment because I was essentially free-riding on your presentation and I hadn't, I did not have to go into the global challenges question and so forth that you had explained already so nicely. Let me respond directly to uh, the federalism question. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, of course centralism, and that is what our French colleague in uh, the uh, Commission of Experts tells us as well, uh, does not have just virtues, it has vices as well. And to find sort of the right balance between what the, the regional governments can do and what the federal government do is a difficult exercise. And you can see that, that Germany is now backtracking. In 2006, we said, okay, all authority regarding universities goes to the lender, to the states, and now we're sort of pulling that back because it really did not work. Uh, and we discovered that um, the hard way. On the other hand, there is, of course, in federalism some virtue. There is, uh, first of all, competition. The second is that the federal governments know the particular needs of their regions much better. So if you think of research and innovation also as a response to the needs and the potential that particular regions have, then it might be much better to have local regional technology transfer governed by the states rather than the federal level that doesn't know very much about that. And indeed, that is, I think, one of the strengths of the federal system in Germany, and especially it pertains to the so-called Fachhochschulen, uh, the polytechnics. Uh, we have about 40% of our students at polytechnics, uh, which have a very applied uh, teaching uh, portfolio. Uh, some of the best uh, people with the best baccalaureates go to these schools because they're very international, they're very practical. Uh, you can immediately see, without going through three years of theory, where you can apply uh, what you um, would like to do. And um, they also do a great deal of technology transfer to SMEs, uh, which universities not always do, because universities are up there in hyperspace. They do world 
path-breaking science, right? And that is their task uh, and their ambition. And so they find it very, very difficult at times to, to sort of work together with a small and medium-sized enterprise. And I think that is a very global phenomenon that is not German, that's not French, that's not Japanese. I think that has to do with human nature uh, and ambition. Um, so it's, I, I can attest to the fact that it's very difficult to strike an optimal or, or let's say a functional balance between uh, on various levels of uh, of governance uh, be it in a system that has federalism ingrained or be it in a centralist system you mentioned a second point that i think is very important and that is hotly debated so we had these excellence competitions and of course these competitions make sure that uh, every scientist who has a decent uh, publication record will have to review uh, I don't know, half a dozen proposals, uh, and if they are uh, even a little bit more than just having a decent track record, they have to write one too, right? So we all run suddenly in a uh, in a little wheel like a, a hamster, and uh, sort of the system is employing itself. Uh, a lot of capacity goes into evaluation, and for starters, in order to get this started, this is fine, but this is certainly not bearable in the long run as a permanent system, and I think everybody realizes that. Just to document that, uh, the, uh, when the Excellence Initiative started, uh, on average, for every euro of base funding at a German university, there were 30 cents of additional funding coming through competitive means. That went up to 70, 80, or even 90 cents. So there was a lot to be managed uh, by the evaluators, by the people who wrote the applications, and so forth. Okay? By and large, competition is a great thing. Uh, and I, I would insist that let's maintain more competitive structures, but at the same time, you can go overboard with that, especially when the time structure uh, forces you to do that every two or three years. And that is a mistake that we have in the German funding system, that the funding periods are much shorter than, for example, the ones that National Science Foundation in the United States has. Uh, we typically have uh, grants for two, three years. We should have grants also for five or for seven years. The Excellence Initiative did that. Those grants were for five years. And I think thinking is now we might want to go to seven years uh, in order to uh, relax that constraint on management and uh, so forth. And one important point that you also made is um, that we're bringing in all these young people, right? We're telling them, hey, do a PhD or do a postdoc in our science system. But then we also need to provide them with a perspective for the career after that, for the career steps after that. And we cannot just boost the system uh, sort of in a one-time hike of finances. We have to have a sustainable path of financing that is not overly ambitious um, and that can su sustain the positions. And by the way, I think in all countries that I've seen so far, there is a little bit of a lie around in the scientific system that we only train for science and for Nobel laureates. Let's face it, the largest part of our PhDs goes to industry. And that's worthwhile. That's very positive, right? That's, that's knowledge transfer. But in our lyric that we're singing to the national funding agencies, we're counting the Nobel laureates, we're counting the papers, and nobody talks about the prototypes that might be as important for technology transfer. So there is a little bit of double speak in there that we may have to correct. If I may ask sure, a question uh, to my um, esteemed colleague, um, the, 
or actually two, and they are related. One is that I mentioned in my talk that policymakers are increasingly demanding hard numbers as to what the tax money that we put into science yields as a return. And that's a very difficult one, and I think that's a topic where uh, cooperation among the folks here in Japan, in the United States, in Europe, could really help yeah. to come up with reliable standards for evaluation of science programs and, and so forth. This is one. The second one that comes with that is um, the following. This is a, a weird twist. I call it the scientification of industry. The CEO of Bayer, um, Chairman Deckers, recently mentioned that Bayer researchers found that only 20% of the results reported in high-ranking chemics, chemicals, pharmaceuticals, journals, and so forth, are replicable in the lab in industry. Only 20% can be replicated in industry. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a very painful statement for science, for academic science, right? So here's the question. Have we, in chasing the impact points, lost a little bit sight of um, solid processes, quality assurance, and so forth? Do we need to go back to the drawing board and make sure that that happens? And in combination with this question, let me point out that the very best big data scientists are nowadays not working in Stanford, Berkeley, or any other, not even in Caltech. They're in Google's lab, and they're in the Microsoft lab. Okay, So the scientification of industry which I welcome in a sense because it also brings about competition, and competition is a good thing, is taking place right now. And what's our reaction in the science and university sector to that? I think it's a huge challenge. Okay, the, uh, I respond to the uh, several viewpoints. The uh, first point is the uh, uh, under the fierce competition among the uh, industries, so the uh, I have a, I have had a lot of the uh, complaints the, uh, from the uh, researchers and the engineers, uh, employees, industry employees. The uh, uh, it's very difficult for them mostly to uh, to submit the uh, scientific papers to the uh, scientific journals these years. So the uh, uh, this is one of the uh, uh, causes the uh, Japan's the uh, number of the fabrications now they are decreasing. But the uh, uh, my personal view or the uh, most of the uh, uh, industry are the uh, uh, good uh, scientists and the uh, engineers agree the uh, uh, not only the uh, university scientists researchers but also the industrial researchers the engineers how to. Uh, integrate their own uh, uh, experiments to make papers, scientific papers or engineering papers to to review uh, not only the uh, Japanese but also the worldwide the uh, arenas. So the uh, uh, anyway, this is a very specific. But the, uh, my con my personal concerns. Another one is the uh, uh, Japan's the. Uh, uh, Peer review systems uh, uh, definition and the description of the peer review. Everybody agreed. Oh, it's okay. The uh, peer review system is going well, but the, uh, 
my observation is the, uh, uh, as I mentioned, the uh, long the uh, uh, national innovation systems uh, supported by the stage, the uh, one of the stages of the supported by the JSPS, and next stage is the JST, and next stage is NEDO. So the uh, 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 my concern is the uh, every stage the funding systems now the uh, conducting. Just straightforward speaking, <laughs> clearly, everybody, uh, every uh, sectors the conducting the similar peer review systems, but we need think different. Is <laughs> important, of course. The mission and the mission statement of each programs and each funding agency is different, and the uh, government and also the taxpayers, general public, the. Uh, uh, Having the uh, expectation, the uh, law and responsibility different. JSPS, JST, and the NATO. Mm -hmm. So the uh, uh, in order to get the uh, more uh, 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 innovative, also the uh, 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 more uh, money saving the. Uh, 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 Funding systems is the uh, we need more pay attention such kind of the uh, uh, bottom up the funding system. Anyways, the last point is the uh, di different comments is the uh, European countries, uh, including the uh, Germany. My personal observation is the uh, you have a lot of the this uh, advantages because the uh, uh, you have a not only the. Uh, uh, funding and the policy making systems uh, based upon the uh, nation state systems, but also the, uh, you have the uh, transnational systems, EU funding systems. Now the uh, European Research Council they are growing rapidly. So the, uh, uh, normally the uh, JST and the JSPS, as well as the US National Science Foundations and the uh, NIH, those kind of the uh, uh, national research funding uh, organization, the uh, having the limited uh, capabilities, they they cannot. We cannot uh, transfer real money, research money, to the abroad. But the U.S. Uh, EU funding, you you have uh, uh, avoid such uh, difficulties, limitation. So the uh, you cautiously, uh, probably the, you are having the advantage, the uh, national nation state systems as well as the uh, transnational systems. So the, uh, my, my dream to establish in, a in Asia, Asian Research Foundation, something like that in the future. Oh, thank you. Thank you. On to, the, to the floor um, soon. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, uh, we are here at a, at a research institute focusing on uh, social sciences and humanities. And when we talk about research and innovation, uh, it's normally about um, natural sciences, engineering. But you mentioned about the uh, uh, issue-focused research. You mentioned about social innovation, the need to, um, to overcome uh, separation, to integrate, to bridge about, I mean, just a few, two statements from both of you. The role of social science and humanities, much more difficult to measure return <laughs> in that case even. Uh, 
Um, is that uh, do uh, social sciences and humanities do they figure prominently, or what is their role? How is it perceived in in uh, research innovation policy? Personal comment: Yes, Franz uh, mentioned the. Uh, this is very important. The future uh, reform of the. Uh, policy making and as well as the uh, reform of the funding systems. So the one idea is the uh, uh, we conduct a lot of the uh, uh, program, the uh, uh, research program, the uh, to be <coughs> uh, to having the uh, uh, inno innovation. Anyways, the uh, some idea. My idea is the uh, embed. Uh, Government and funding agency the embed the, uh, some portions uh, to the uh, some portion of monies to the uh, social scientists and the uh, humanities. Of course, the, most of the uh, uh, portion is the, uh, going to the uh, natural scientists, engineers, and medicine. But the, uh, those portion is the, uh, to going to the uh, social scientists. The, and they conduct the uh, uh, ethics and the evaluation of the uh, social impact or the economic impact. So the, uh, uh, this is one of the uh, ideas. Another one is the uh, uh, um, not only the those kind of the real activity, but also the uh, uh, we need uh, uh, holding a lot of the those kind of the uh, uh, forums uh, come together: the natural sciences, humanities, and the uh, social scientists. The, because in my observation, my uh, uh, organization that shared is now the intentionally uh, holding uh, such uh, forums come together from the social sciences communities and the humanities etc. But my personal observation is the uh, big difference culture, methodology and the evaluation. But it's okay. This is the uh, uh, we need uh, keeping the such kind of the uh, this is the scientific uh, uh, values or their integrity. From different, but the but the uh, important point is the uh, most of the top scientists, the uh, natural and social scientists, is they recognize difference those uh, cultures and methodology at first at the initial phase. Okay, that's my point. I think you uh, completely rightly point out that this is a very very difficult um, um, sort of line. Uh, where we need more communication, where we need more collaboration, but it's difficult. It's difficult for two for two reasons, and this is the German perception. It might be very different in other countries. Uh, the first one is there is a certain hubris on the technical and engineering side. I'm a mechanical engineer by training. Okay, That was my first training and my first socialization. And believe me, I got trained to consider the engineer the upper link of that whole system and everybody else working for that upper link. Uh, so what comes with that view is the superior technology will always be sought after by the customer no matter what. Now anybody who is in practice who had looked at industry knows that this is completely wrong. It's completely wrong. The superiority of technology alone doesn't guarantee anything. right? But engineers believe that. Scientists believe in the superiority of a particular scientific base. Very hard. It's part of socialization. People get trained in that mindset. And I think the best way to create more openness in those minds is 
to train them together in the initial years of a bachelor's degree or something like that to have mutual respect and acceptance and so forth. Now, on the on the side of the humanities, okay, there are similar non-functional uh, behaviors at work that make it very difficult to have truly interdisciplinary work. Now, when I say interdisciplinary work, I fully realize how difficult that is. I don't want to mix disciplines so that we finally have a sort of a stew uh, of indistinguishable uh, uh, directions of research. Specialization has its advantages. But among all that specialization efforts, we may not lose sight of something that we have to do in common. And innovation is something that profits from uh, from common endeavor. Uh, the people who construct and design smartphones know that already. The people who construct machinery may have to learn that when we now get into an Internet of Things and suddenly you have customer concerns impinging on the interface and so forth and you have to interact with data collection entities like Google and so forth who focus on understanding the customer and not just doing excellent technology. So I think what, what you said is absolutely right. We need to focus on that. And by the way, I think that social entrepreneurship, the pursuit of, of socially worthwhile objectives in a startup mode is really a revolution because it entitles people from the social sciences to pursue their objectives in a very entrepreneurial manner using sort of the startup as a vehicle to uh, the betterment of, uh, of our societies. And I think that's very important. We should not belittle that. In my country, that is sometimes belittled. I think that movement is much bigger than it looks like at this point. Yeah. So thank you very much. And, and now... Um, it's up to you to uh, to continue, Mr. Aizawa. Yeah, th thank you very much for your very nice talk, and I enjoyed it completely. But and I found much commonality, but I find that the difference in that aspect of the industry, and I'm much uh, interested in uh, industry 4.0. If my understanding is correct, uh, I want to uh, classify how that is uh, 4.0. My understanding is that first generation of industrial revolution occurred in the uh, 18th century, and the second happened in 19th century. And the difference between the first and the second is the merging of science and technology, and then moved to third generation of uh, industrial revolution in 20th century. That is combined with the ICT. But, so my question is, why do you name it version four? Uh, is it, uh, you, I understood, you know, you classify the you know definition of the this industry 4.0 is uh, sort of uh, ICT based new uh, types of uh, emerging technology through mm. the internet. So thought of the Internet of Things. So I think it's a very important aspect, but uh, is that 
the new new uh, strategy for your industry, and uh, how do you connect with the uh, what is uh, you have the German innovation strategy? What is the connection with it? Yeah, and I'm Hiroki Okamura from Hitosubashi University, and uh, thank you for your presentations. Um, I believe that there are many uh, similarities between uh, German and Japanese innovation systems, but uh, maybe uh, one of the striking differences is um, innovative entrepreneurship, yeah, which um, yeah, Professor Hahoff uh, focused in, in his presentation. Um, yes, um, I, I know that also the Japanese government uh, has been encouraging uh, entrepreneurship and also uh, innovative entrepreneurship, but uh, it is still a very, at a very low level. And in Germany, uh, in contrast, uh, entrepreneurship has been uh, a much high, uh, much higher level than Japan, and also uh, the uh, innovative entrepreneurship. I, I, a couple of years ago, I visited uh, Germany and to look at what happens in international clusters, such as in Munich and Heidelberg. I I saw that uh, there were many spin-offs spin uh, from uh, public research institutes or universities, but it was not in the in case in Japan. So I want to ask you uh, why uh, there are so uh, many uh, universe spin-offs or spin-offs from uh, in, in innovative spin-offs from public research institutes in Germany. It is a push strategy or pull, so it is necessity based on it is a, a, you know opportunity based and so on. One more question in the back. Yes, thank you. Good evening. My name is Robert Rathoff, Sonoff, and Eisel Law and Patent Office. Um, you've been talking a lot. Thank you for your presentations. You've been talking a lot about uh, financing. Uh, I was wondering if the other prerequisite for uh, innovation uh, wouldn't be people. And I read in the headlines today that never before have so many young people lived on this planet as the, in these days, but not so in the very rich nations. They live in the impoverished nations. Um, to what extent should the next excellency initiative extend to having babies? Let me take up the uh, last point and uh, let me report back to your quip that uh, Tom Allen at uh, MIT, where I did my PhD, once uh, once made. And uh, someone in the debate mentioned that uh, um, many great creative deeds have been done at night, and Tom Allen quipped, uh, yes, and some of them were procreative. Um, so, uh, yes, the demography is very important, um, I think, uh, in both uh, uh, countries, um, and it's, it's very persistent. Uh, all of the attempts of the German government to change anything in the direction of more babies have not been uh, very successful, and I think that's uh, the way where many of the affluent societies are heading in these days. The interesting difference is France does not have that. Uh, France has a very family-friendly environment, uh, relatively high fertility, and it's a, a puzzle to uh, us in Germany right now uh, what, um, why that is, although the, the very basic functional answer is, of course, very simple. Um, so uh, that's, a, that's a very uh, hard 
uh, to resolve a topic. I think it's on the mind of policymakers, but it's it's um, it's astonishingly hard to change those those patterns. On entrepreneurship and um, for Japan, I will of course uh, ask uh, or give the mic over to my uh, to my colleague because I cannot make a statement on that. Um, my perception is informed by being the director of the entrepreneurship center at LMU. And we have so far over the past six years brought out 100 startups, 30 of which received external financing, uh, which in the years before would not have been possible. So there is an upward movement. There is more activity. Students are interested in it. Uh, young bachelor students, even in their third semester, come, have a concept, want to do something. I'm teaching a course where we have 500 students. It's a compulsory course in a management school. Uh, we split them up in 100 teams. We bring in 50 real-world entrepreneurs from Munich, and every entrepreneur gets two teams who have to consult and support him or her for the duration of one semester. And people find out whether they are entrepreneurs or not. And that's probably more important than preaching to them, you have to be an entrepreneur. You have to give them the space, the experimental space, to find out whether that is something that could be uh, interesting to them. I think that is what we have been doing at German universities, and there has been a very positive response uh, uh, to that. The answer is, of course, always a little bit more complex, but in terms of entrepreneurship culture, I think we have made progress over the past 15 years. We have not made progress on the financial uh, boundary uh, condition side, uh, and, and that is something that uh, we put at the feet of the policymakers in very harsh words in these days. Uh, because it ought to be changed. Um, industry 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, 3 and 4.0. I did not invent the term. When I first, when I first heard about the term, uh, I thought it was a little bit on the arrogant side. Uh, and uh, then I said, "We, gee, you know, for a long time, the Germans have been over-engineering, the Americans have been over-selling. Let's try to beat the Americans at their game. Okay, we oversell a little bit here. Okay, so this is this is finding a catchy term that that gets at a true core, uh, but is probably too broad and not all that correct. But it's very catchy and it's catching on. And the idea really is that this goes beyond digital. It's it, this is not about the digital. This is the network world. This is the world where every component, every mic, every window, every window frame has its own IP address, can be addressed, has sensor functions, can be networked, uh, can be brought into this ominous Internet of Things. And Industry 4.0 is really the role of the production system within the Internet of Things and how that can be tied to the customer side and so forth. And now the world really becomes interesting because the United States has discovered Industry 4.0 and Barack Obama is putting money into Industry 4.0 and the American view is, hey, we own the data side, uh, we'll take care of the machinery, that's easy. And the German view, and I simplify greatly, but, but it's fun to think that's true. The German side is, hey, we own the machinery side, which is not true. There are other producers of great machinery and high-quality machinery. But we can do machines, and we'll somehow take care of the data side. And there are two different views of the world clashing here, which is one which is machine-centered and the other one which is uh, uh, network, internet-centered. And somewhere in between is, is new design space that is very exciting. But it's by no means clear uh, who is sort of in, in the 
in the poll position on this. And it's all not clear whether the people who think of themselves as being in the poll position, and two years ago German policymakers <laughs> thought that they are in the poll position, will win this. Uh, and it will be a very differentiated game. I think we should not uh, use uh, uh, very broad brushes here to paint that. But I grant you that the term uh, makes you ponder and puzzle. And, um, yeah. and, and what, what's the connection with the German innovation strategy? Oh, uh, Industry 4.0 is part of the new uh, high-tech strategy that was enacted by the new government that just came in. They took a while to sort that out because they had these two different colors, black and, and red, Christ, uh, uh, Christian Democrat and social, uh, social Democrat, but they finally did that. And it is now part uh, of the uh, system. It has a platform organization, uh, and it's uh, it's also linked to what is called the digital agenda, uh, which is um, uh, pursued by the economics ministry. So it, it, it it's no longer free floating as it was. Your your implicit criticism was absolutely on mark. <laughs> so the uh, my comment is the uh, uh, entrepreneurship. My observation is the uh, Japanese government, the, uh, such as the Ministry of Education Science and the Ministry of the uh, Trade and Economies, both the uh, agencies the, have been the, uh, uh, expend, uh, uh, expending much money to support the, uh, and create the entrepreneurship within university. But the uh, uh, university professors uh, uh, cannot understand the uh, their mission. So the uh, uh, another po point is the uh, so the so the uh, uh, entrepreneurship the program is the uh, major uh, project is the uh, setting up the uh, long term the uh, internship from the university to the uh, industries the uh, master course and the doctor course the uh, Six months and etc. etc. debate, but the uh, straightforward speaking, the, my my experience the, from the uh, university uh, young students complain the uh, university peop, uh, professors normally choose uh, a student go to the industry second rate or third rate first rate they, they wanna confine <laughs> their own laboratory. It's a terrible decision. <laughs> we need mindset and change of culture. Another point is the uh, it's a similar uh, situation is the uh, but uh, those kind of the entrepreneurship is the uh, uh, young student and uh, student uh, and researchers the uh, taking the high risk. So the uh, we need university and the government and industry support their career to keep. Step up, but normally, the, as I mentioned, the uh, um, the academic society and the university uh, professors, uh, cultures is the uh, evaluate uh, uh, scientific activities within their silo stresses uh, based upon the uh, traditional discipline. So the uh, uh, we need uh, working out such kind of the uh, <coughs> silo. And another point is the, uh, just my observation in the industry 4.0. So the, uh, your concept is now the, uh, spreading worldwide. 
Saudi and Arabia, Japanese government, and the, uh, uh, how to do. Uh, and the, but the important point is the, uh, every advanced countries, now the, uh, uh, they need uh, uh, redesign the, uh, their manufacturing industries and manufacturing technologies. Now, the, yes, based upon the digitized technologies, the uh, manufacturing technologies industry is deeply connected with the uh, service, service sectors. So the, uh, uh, in, in order to get the uh, competitiveness, uh, Japanese industries and manufacturing industries, of course, the, uh, uh, taking the some uh, uh, your uh, concept. Some portions, not not complete. So the, uh, in in the future, uh, there are activities, worldwide activities. Thank you. Thank you very much. We're running out of time. Maybe two more questions and short answers. Yeah. Yes, please. I come from Riken Institute, and uh, a couple of years ago, I closed my laboratory, and now I'm helping the office people. And my great concern is about the future or, or career path of young people. Uh, government decided to increase the number of postdocs 10,000 uh, almost uh, more than 10 years ago, the plan. And the postdoc number increased. In Riken, when I entered, most of the people are tenure positions. I got the tenure positions. But now, 80% of the researchers are non-tenured and always concerned about the future. Of course, in Germany, Max Planck Institute, there are many postdocs. But uh, I think that their career path is more positive compared to Japanese situations. So how the government or the uh, office people or the think about the future of young people? Innovation depends on young people and not the senior people like us. Thank you very much. Uh, Iris, up here. Iris Zitzorik of Iris Science Management. Uh, it's a short question, but maybe <laughs> afterwards also a long answer, but uh, a quick one would be nice. Um, I was missing the foresight activities mentioned in your in your pre both presentations because I think foresight activities Japan has a long history and they are very important for innovation, uh, but it's very difficult, I think. Um, yeah, let me start with the foresight activities. You're absolutely right. And by the way, Germany learned a lot from Japan in that uh, uh, field. We have foresight programs now, which the Ministry of Education and uh, Research uh, is running on a regular basis, uh, which wasn't the case 15 years ago. Um, and they are uh, they, they are very helpful background activities. They don't get much of the limelight and much of the, poten the, the, the political attention, but they inform the policy sector, uh, about uh, funding priorities and so forth. Now, uh, foresight activities can go overboard uh, if you suddenly believe that you can predict the future, which nobody can. Uh, so you, you have to make sure that it's done with a sense of um, humility. Uh, we can understand a little bit better which direction we're going, but the future needs to be tested and developed as we go by young people, for, for sure. 
Um, and uh, so it's uh, it's a little bit tricky. I think we found a better balance on that in Germany now, uh, and it informs policy. As to the postdocs, we have similar uh, concerns uh, because the Excellence Initiative put a booster of funding into the system, attracted lots of doctoral students. It's more on doctoral students' side uh, in Germany, and, and that can be resolved more easily because they can find very good employment opportunities in industry. Uh, or government or wherever. Um, but with the postdocs, I would share your concern because if it's too late for them to change tracks or careers, we have sort of uh, trapped them uh, in a career path uh, which will make them very unhappy and potentially unproductive. So we, when, whenever we do these uh, financial boosters in our science system, we need to make sure that we think it through, also increase the number of tenurable positions uh, down the road. And what is happening in Germany right now is I think that we will be doing that to some degree and that Germany will be getting into the international educational market because our own native numbers of students will be decreasing at some point. But there is now a very strong inflow uh, into the uh, tertiary system based on the very simple fact that it is very inexpensive to study in Germany. And by now, people have found that out, uh, and uh, it is attracting people, while at the same time, the reputation of some of the German institutions is increasing. Yeah, my personal comment is this. Thank you so much, dear. I completely agree with both of you. Serious uh, and insightful uh, suggestion, and the question is the foresight activities the, uh, in Japan is the yes, nice step and uh, uh, is uh, con uh, continuing conducting the uh, more, more than 30 years ago, but the, uh, they remodeling the, uh, adjusting the uh, changing world, and also the uh, share this now. But the uh, foresight, what is foresight? So the, as I mentioned, the uh, top level, po policy level, and the second level, the ministerial level, and the funding agency level, and the university level, and the academic community levels, uh, ways and means of the foresight is uh, different, I think. So the, uh, but anyway, the, uh, under the uh, strict budget, uh, foresight is very, very important. Also the, uh, under the uh, uncertain and complex uh, society and global. Anyway, the, uh, but the uh, uh, Japanese still, I complain the uh, uh, Japanese the, uh, uh, politicians and the governmental officials, including me, recognize the importance of the foresight activities. Uh, not, uh, haven't, haven't yet. So, uh, uh, anyway, the, uh, uh, but the uh, next, uh, as I mentioned, the uh, next uh, uh, science and technology basic plan, now the under consideration, the foresight activities the, uh, should be installed, policy uh, message to the every, every multi-layered sectors. So the another point is the, uh, you, Professor, mentioned the uh, serious uh, situation, the uh, uh, career path of the postdoc. And the, uh, as I, I try again, the, uh, uh, we rebalancing the uh, fundamental institutional expenditure to the universities and the uh, competitive fund. So the, uh, uh, normally the uh, competitive fund uh, their mission uh, cannot pay attention to uh, 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 such kind of the uh, nurturing and the education and training the young student continuously. And 
So the, uh, <coughs> this uh, problem is the, uh, seriously the impacted the uh, young uh, students and researchers. Uh, they hesitate to jump in science community and science activities. So the, uh, uh, this is very, very uh, serious uh, uh, point, the, uh, uh, just uh, my small comments. But the future, uh, everybody agreed, probably. So how to take action, real actions? Thank you. So yes, uh, let me thank you again, uh, the two speakers here, for these uh, inspiring presentations and also for the... Yeah, the discussion part. Thank you very much, and see you again here.